podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to Post-Match Raw. I am the domestic cup host, that's what I'm going to go with now, um, Guy Drinkle, as you know by now, and I am joined by Dave. How are you doing, Dave? I'm very good, sir. <clears throat> Apart from having a slight coughing fit before we started recording, um, it's a bit odd for you and I to record at this time. It's usually late at night, isn't it? Is, it? Isn't it? On a school night, so a bit earlier today. At least our perfect record in the cup is still alive and well. We're doing all right, aren't we? We are. <laughs> if we win, like either of the cups, it's like at least fifty percent us two. And we we have to commit then, don't we, for next? We do. <laughs> we'll take over the Champions League as well. <laughs> uh, and also joining us is Chris, who I haven't podcast. It must have been a little while, Chris. How are you doing? I'm good, guy. How are you doing? It's been about. Two years? <laughs> yeah, must have been. Must have been. I got, I got to remember what podcast. It must have been when I was doing Face Off, I think. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the was... Champions League ones. Oh. That's what we used to do. Beautiful. Beautiful stuff. But yeah, I'm good. And big, well, big thank you for you, because you uh, and all American fans and other nationality fans, you were you waking up at 7 a.m. to watch the game and then join us on the podcast as well. So big thank you to you. Yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but we'll get into the game, and and, and Chris, I'll, I'll start with you. I mean, we don't really need going unless anyone knows anything of Cardiff starting eleven because I know zero players. <laughs> no one player because he used to play for Middlesbrough. But Chris, what did you make of the uh, Liverpool starting eleven? Um, I was quite happy with it. I'm glad uh, Klopp went strong with the first eleven. Um, some of these guys, except aside from Taki and the South American players, they haven't played in the past two weeks because of the break so it was good to knock a bit of the rust off before going into the Leicester game uh this coming Thursday so I, I was quite happy with the starting 11 um I didn't ex I kind of expected Robbo to start so uh Samika's starting caught me a bit off guard but I was pretty okay with the uh, 11 that we put out today yeah probably the same for me I think Simicas, Simicas and Robbo has kind of been a, it's always been Robbo who's been ahead, but Simicas has played so well this season, it's just nice he gets minutes. But Dave, same question for you, really, because we can't really talk about the opposition team. Um, but what, what did you make of us? Well, when I saw the opposition, I'm like, okay, how do I pronounce NG? And apparently yes, it is NG. It is NG. <laughs> yeah, so uh, <clears throat> that solved that one. Uh, in terms of us, yeah, I thought it was a, a good, strong side without being our best side. Um, I, I don't know. Something happened to Alisson that I've just missed. Is he injured or just... He was on international break, so I think him and Fabinho were there back. Ah, right. Got it. Got it. I believe. So, yeah, Kelleher stands out, but he has been doing our domestic cups anyway. And, uh, yeah, we look strong. But I tell you, it, it, the bench was the thing that jumped out at me more than the mm. first 11, to be honest. I think Gags had put in Discord a bit earlier today, you know, Diaz is is in the squad, and I'm like, oh, come on, you know. I kind of got myself already used to the fact that we, we might have to wait a few months, you know, before we really see him coming in. So I just wanted to see him play. And I tell you, <clears throat> even seeing Elliot on the bench, you know, gave me a lump in the throat. Uh, never mind getting on for later in the game. So was just delighted. What a turnaround for him. Uh, this season so yeah those were the things that jumped out to me 
Don't worry, we have at least a whole half of football to talk about um, then, so <laughs> don't worry about that. We will speed through the first half because it was not good, apart from pretty much the first talking point. But just to go through that bench, just to highlight what uh, Dave said there, I mean, Adrian Diaz, Elliot, Gordon, Matip, Milner, Morton, Robertson and Thiago. So that is Thiago and uh, Elliot back from injury and Diaz, who we obviously just signed. It's a really exciting bench and we've obviously got the established players there as well, but I mean, our most, probably our most exciting youngster in, in Elliot and Thiago, who has probably been the missing link in our team with his injury problem. So it's great to have them back, isn't it, really? But we'll get into the game, and Dave, I'll stick with you. I mean, the first thing I noted, really, was the Jota chance. A lovely pass from Kater, a, a smashing turn, and then pretty much a good save or a, or a weak finish, probably a bit of both. But, I mean, at that stage, I was thinking, well, we look on it. That was not right. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I mean, what a great turn. You know, he's literally back-heeled it. He's nutmegged the defender in such a tight situation. The defender's all over him. And then he's there faced with the whole goal and the keeper. And you're just thinking, you know, just pass it into the goal or, or find one of the corners. And Jota's finishing has not been in question really at all, you know, since he's joined us. So... It was a bit of a surprise to see him just try and put his laces through it and, you know, keeper makes a decent save, but he shouldn't have been given a chance, I don't think. Um, and the way the first half was going, it was starting to play on my mind. I'm like, how much are we going to, you know, regret not sticking that chance away? Because it, it allowed them to grow into the game, I felt, or at least that first half, you know, frustrate us. Uh, you know, they were fierce into the challenges, you know, they left a bit on a few of our players there. But yeah, I, I think if Jota scores that first one, I think it was on four minutes, uh, it, it would have been a completely different game because they'd have had to have come out in that first half and we wouldn't have had to mm. suffer that 45 minutes. <laughs> And suffer we did. <laughs> uh, uh, Chris, I mean, same for you. I mean, the chance, you're obviously sleepy at this minute. You're kind of waking up, maybe having your morning coffee. Did did that wake you up at all? Uh, it definitely did. Um, the chance, the pass from Nabby was gorgeous. I didn't expect that to get through, but I think Jota took that one straight on the laces, and it was just unfortunate that he hit it straight at the keeper. But um, once that chance came, I'm like, okay, uh, we're gonna we're gonna be on it now. I kind of expected, you know, to have a a few more of those, but uh, unfortunately, that didn't come. Um, one thing about Cardiff, I'll say, is that they did hold their shape really well. They just basically did defending 101. They just sat in their uh, their box the entire time. Mm. But um. Yeah, I kind of expected more progressive passes from Naby and and the others, but we kind of seemed to in the first half to drop to the old pass back side to side. Uh, every now and then, someone would take on a player here and there, but um, we didn't see that as often as we did in the second half. Um, one thing I did notice early on at the beginning of the match is that Samikas Jones and uh, Jota they were linking up pretty well. And then as the half kept going on, it kind of just died down a little bit. Mm. But had we uh, had Jada taken that chance and buried it early on, I think by 30, we're probably 3-4-0 up. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. I think maybe Nabi has a bit more confidence as well, but we'll, we'll touch on him and probably Jones because... They were kind of a package deal today, maybe Henderson as well, but he was kind of he was obviously deeper and less involved. Um but yeah, we'll get into that. Maybe Nabby plays a bit better if he gets an assist early on and, and Jones not Jones, um Jota Jota had a weird game. <laughs> he was like lethal with his head and that was that finish was poor as well. Um uh, not the header, his first one obviously. Um but then some of his link up play was good, some of it was awful, but we'll 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 probably touch on it, on him as well. Um, but we'll get into the mess that was the first half after that. And, and Dave, I mean, there's a few things for we get an offside goal. It clearly was offside. I think it was Simicast. Uh, Kanata nearly gives away. Well, we'll talk about that. He, he kind of clumsily defends something. It's kind of half a dive, half clumsy. Then we have a penalty shout. It turns into kind of a scruffy game quite quickly. 
Yeah, I think the the disallowed goal was still in the first ten minutes, wasn't it? And yeah. I, I don't think we deal with uh, having breaks just in general. I, I think if we go, you know, more than a week without playing, our rhythm just seems off. And I thought. Simicast made a great run down the left there. And Jones just hung on to the ball for way too long. And by the time he played it, he was blatantly offside. You didn't need to see that replay to see he was offside. But it was actually a nice finish by Tacky. But when it gets to 18 minutes, I am starting to sweat a bit then. Because it looked a stonewall penalty for me. The guy gets the wrong side of Canate. He gets goal side of him. And it just seemed clumsy. And it was only when you saw the replay, you know, the VAR checks going on, isn't it? So you're sweating at that. And then, you know, you finally get the, the green light. Okay, it's we'll play on and, uh, you know, it's not a penalty. It's only when I saw the replay at half time that you could see the player step out. You know, he sort of changed his direction. And, you, and I was like, all right, okay, I can see why he's not giving it. But I don't think we could have had any complaints if that had been a penalty against us. I, I think I think it was sloppy by Canate, to be honest. And I don't think that was the only point uh, in his game today. So, yeah, in our slide indoors, I, I think that could have been a very different game because they'd have gone even deeper at that point if they'd have put away that penalty. And, uh, yeah, the... the I think the first half would be a good one, you know, to show us a video in how not to shoot. You know, just get yourself right under the ball, lean back, you know, and make sure. Maybe it would be a good rugby t- tutorial, you know, to get the kicks over. But, um, yeah, th- I thought our Maybe shooting... Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, our shooting was woeful, but just generally, I thought the passing was sloppy. Um, Bobby. Again, Simicast makes a great run down the left, and Bobby just passes it straight to the defender. It's like, mm. is it going to be one of those games? And so, you know, fortunately, that's not how it turned out. But yeah, hoping not to see too many first halves like that because against you know better quality opposition, we would have got punished. Yeah, and Le- I almost said Leicester. That's a couple of days away. Um, Cardiff <laughs> did have a couple breakaway. I mean, one of them was offside, which they never tell you on TV for some reason. Um, but Chris, I mean, the sloppiness did start. I mean, what did you make of the uh, Kanata incident? I mean, it did kind of look like he almost jumped into Kanata, but it was a tad sloppy by uh, Ibu. Yeah, I, I'm inclined to agree with uh, you and what piggybacking off of what Dave said. Um, Kanate was a bit sloppy. Um, I think that penalty shot was a 50 50. I think if uh, Kevin Friend or something is roughing that game, him and oh, the VAR, <laughs> they get <laughs> they give the penalty and book Kanate on that one. But I think it was soft. I think he, uh, even though Kanate was a little sloppy for that play, um, the Cardiff player did kind of lean into him to force the contact a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, to me, it's a 50-50. I wouldn't think it's a penalty, but if they called it a penalty, I could understand why. But talking about Kanate in general, one thing that I notice, uh, which he tends to do in games, is that he uh, he tends to s- switch off every now and then. Like if we have possession high up the pitch, like you'll notice when other teams break, it's usually down his side, and he like mm-hmm. he's always the one to to that like scurries back, and he looks a little panicked. I don't know if it's just me that notices him doing that. But he tends to switch off. He's done that. He did that multiple times this game. I think, especially for uh, their uh, Cardiff goal in in the second half. Yeah, I think when you when you're built like him and you well, he's very fast for a centre back. I think he may over not over rely, but rely on his well physical gifts of being really fast and seven foot tall. Um, maybe we need to coach that out of him. But yeah, it was a, a an odd game for for Kanate, I think, but. Virgil was pretty good, so it kind of worked out. And Cardiff weren't too too uh, too attacking, uh, so it was fine. Speaking of Virgil, in my mm. broadcast, we have ESPN for our ESPN Plus for our broadcast. I don't know what you guys have over there. ITV, but the, but the yeah. commentators were. It was for the uh, first. I think it was the first chance that Cardiff had 
where the player was offside, but the fl- the refs never put up the flag. Um, they were talking about Van Dyke returning back from injury and how he's a shell of his former self or anything like that. And I'm thinking, have have you guys even watched us play a game this season? Van Dyke has been a consistent performer. Like, yeah, he's not as I don't think he's going full all out like he used to pre-injury, but he's pretty much been that Rolls Royce defender we were used to. And it's starting to, that narrative is starting to get old. Uh, it, it, it happens all the time on our commentating teams over here in the States. They want to pick on Van Dyke because of that injury, that injury. It's like, dude, he's, he's fine. Like he wasn't getting caught out today. So like, give it a rest. The thing is, even if he was a shadow of his former self, he's still fucking better than 99% of the other defenders. There's probably only Matip, for me, who's been better than him this year. But uh, I agree. Not even sure Matip has, to be honest. It's because what we remember is, well, a six-foot-four-five bloke who could run faster than Adama Traore, but he's not really <laughs> had chance to show that yet. He's had... Yeah. I don't think he's quite at his imperious best, but he's still been excellent. It's just a very strange, just it's a narrative at this point. It's very weird. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe like Ruben Diaz getting all the uh, attention as well is probably bringing that forward a bit more as well. But yeah, uh, we had a penalty shout as well, Dave. Kind of on the um, what do they use? The shirt sleeve seems to be the indicator now. They just about hit that, I think. But a couple inches lower, I think that would have been a handball penalty. Yeah, I think in in real time, I thought it was a penalty because yeah. you can see the arm definitely goes up. So you're like, "Yep, there's, it's away from his body." But yeah, on the replay, it looked like it it hit him kind of on the upper chest and a bit on the arm. But you know, it was it was on his sleeve part, which you know can be deemed onside apparently. So you know, it, it's not oh, handball there. So <laughs> <laughs> that that was uh, you know in in a eventful first half we don't even mention that i don't think mm. that's <laughs> true that is true, was not. That's true. <laughs> right but, let's yeah. shall we get into the shooting oh my god let's <laughs> i'll stick with you dave right nabby because he start he started this trend so i'm blaming him he had one which was dreadful which just about rolled nearly didn't roll to the goal uh, to the goal and then he ballooned one pretty much out of anfield um and then Jones tried to get in the action, and I'm not even going to timestamp these because they were just frequent at, at this point. Jones <laughs> decided to try and outdo him by doing about five in, in about 30 minutes. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's obviously not just them two because a couple of the forwards had shots as well, but them two had the comically bad shots there. I mean, shall, shall we focus on their performance as well? Because I think going off Twitter's reaction, which isn't always the best one, th- them two seem to be the ones getting the... Well, criticism is obviously part of, but question marks against them. Yeah, I, I, I just as a point of reference, I don't use Twitter reaction for anything. <laughs> it's either way over the top uh, in praise or uh, criticism. There's no, there's no middle ground usually. But yeah, I, I actually did write down the uh, the the minutes here. So that shot where Nabby, you know, he, he revs up to hit a great shot and, and then just ends up scuffing it and it trickles across the goal line. It was about 25 minutes. He then had Trent's free kick where it smacked Collins uh, in the face. Um, That was 28. Naby absolutely blasting it over was 29. And then Jones trying to outdo him on 33. Like I say, it was like we were playing with a beach ball or something. After you've done it once, surely you think, right, right, I was leaning back there. I mean, at the youngest level, or maybe not the youngest level, but certainly when kids are getting up to, you know, under nines, under tens, under elevens, you you tell them to get over the ball when they're when they're shooting. It's basic skills. So I, I was just surprised to see us kind of doing it over and over again. Um, in terms of overall play, I I think you and I spoke the other week about Jones, and I said, well, he's you know, for me, he's still a young player. I wouldn't send him out on loan. I still think he's going to get plenty of chances to play. He's going to get plenty mm-hmm. of games. We're still fighting on four fronts here. So let's keep him. But he's just not 
he's not at the point where he's going to grab the game by the scruff of the neck. And I thought for him, it, it wasn't his best game today. I thought he sort of dilly-dallied on the ball quite a bit, you know, whereas when he's at his best, when we're at our best, we're moving the ball quickly. Um, whereas here, everything was a bit slow and ponderous. Um, shooting, woeful, but, you know, he wasn't on his own there. And Nabby, I, I thought one of the most frustrating things about Nabby is usually or often when he comes in, even when people sometimes criticise him because he's had a bad game and they ignore all the pressing that he does and winning the ball back and, and driving and forward. Couldn't press and anything today, could we? Yeah, well, that's true. Nothing, you, you well, nothing too pressing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, usually he puts in a good performance and the frustration is, you know, and I'm sure he's more frustrated than anyone else on the planet, it's just the injuries. He's been unlucky since he's been here. But today I thought he wasn't great. Um... But like I say, he wasn't on his own. He's just, you know, he's come back from AFCON. Um, I, I still hope that he can get a good run in the side uh, this year and we start to see the best of him. But well, that definitely wasn't today for me. Yeah, same question for you, Chris. I mean, that them two midfield can throw Henderson in, in there as well, but he's kind of a, obviously playing a different position. But them two... Probably Naby more so, especially because Jones has kind of had a little run in the team. But Naby... It always feels like when he plays, he has to play well to get any sort of credit. And I'm saying he had a mixed game would be very kind to him, I'd think. But he had a couple of good passes. We mentioned the Jota turn one. I think he was linked. Uh, he started another move after that. But beyond that, it seemed a very quiet performance, which you don't usually get from Naby. He's he's either usually terrible or very good. But it was it was like a mix of decent and bad. That was probably it, really. Yeah, definitely today you would it it would be good to say that it was a mix of uh decent and bad. Um I don't know, Nabby he's one of those uh, uh anomaly players for me because when he's on a good run of form, he seems unstoppable. He's a marauding midfielder, but I think it definitely is based off of like his confidence early on in the game. I think if he gets that assist early on, we see a different Nabby. But the fact that he didn't get that assist, uh, I think he might have regressed a little bit into into his shell, uh, just trying to keep it clean and keep it simple. But um, I think it's just a matter of him coming back from AFCON, uh, playing with his national team, and then jumping straight back into playing playing with the the boys again. Um, with Jones, uh, he wasn't that great today. I think he did okay, aside from his shooting, which was woeful on both of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my only gripe with him, aside from the shooting, was that he held on to the ball for a little uh too long, especially mm-hmm. when Samikas would go on the overlap. There were three or four times where if he let that release that ball sooner, um, Samikas was in a good position in the box to do a low driven cross that uh you know either Jada or Bobby or Taki could get onto. But um given the opposition, uh Nabby thrives off of pressing against teams. So he's like mm-hmm. like that industrial type of midfielder, like, well he'll be all over the place. Yes, I know he'll lose possession and we'll, you know, give him crap over that. But that's just the type of player that he is. So I don't know. I think it's uh based on his confidence because he knows like if he messes up he's not going to get a run in the side especially if Thiago, Fabinho and Henderson are all fit. So I think uh today he was just trying to keep it keep it safe and keep it simple. Unfortunately that uh was detrimental to what he was trying to do and what the team was trying to do today. But um, hopefully we could see him get a run out against Leicester. I wouldn't mind seeing him get another shot because of how Les- uh, Rodgers and Leicester's- Leicester plays. Yeah, but one thing on good. the shooting, you know when uh, you're hungover and your friends get together on like a Saturday or Sunday, mm-hmm. like early morning or afternoon, you're all hungover and you decide to go kick around and then you start shooting the ball and everything just flies everywhere except hitting the open net. That's what that reminded me of today. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. 
Uh, I've had a, went to five aside once. hadn't li literally hadn't slept and played in goal, and somehow it was like my best game ever at five aside. So that might be the secret to football: it's don't go to sleep and you play football better, or you will sleep afterwards. Yeah, I think that was the chat. That was that. That might have been the, that was the Euros final day. I think though. <laughs> um, Army. Yeah, it was not a good uh, experience. That. But anywho, that's basically it for the first half. I mean, there was a couple things. Bobby had a header. It was terrible. Uh, free kick by Trent trying to kill someone in the crowd. Ended the uh, ended the half. Simicass had a good opportunity, or a good crossing opportunity. He kind of overhit it a smidge and kind of fell to nobody. But we'll go into half-time and Dave, did Kelleher try to kill you? I tell you what, I was sweating there. <laughs> um, I, I think, you know, since VAR came in, I, I'm pretty sure it's fair to say we, we've had our fair share of uh, things that have gone against us, like some of the ridiculous offside decisions. Um, but it, it kind of did, you know, there were debatable decisions today that did go our way. Again, I, I think... I don't think it was a definite sending off um, for dangerous play. Canate was also back there, so I don't know. You could maybe make an argument for a clear goal-scoring opportunity, but I think it's one of those. I think both of those cases, I think, were close to 50-50. If he'd have gone for either of those reasons, I, I wouldn't be complaining about it. And it, it was so odd because Kelleher is usually he's cool as a cucumber normally and great with his feet. And so it was just a a, a bit out of character. But like I say, I, I thought for a while, the longer that VAR check was going on, I thought he might, you know, he might be going off here. Obviously, I was happy he didn't, but I hope he learns from that, you know, and uh, uh, doesn't make the same kind of mistake again because... It wasn't as if the Cardiff player was like really close to him. He should have won that ball, and he ends up just going completely over the top. I don't know if he was just concentrating maybe on the player, you know, and it's all happening mm. so fast. It looks a bit different, doesn't it, when you slow it all down? But uh, yeah, definitely sweating from uh, from this household. He was def. I, I think he was just trying to do his best Allison impression from the international break getting sent off and then getting it rescinded <laughs> with the with the VAR. Was it, was it three times or two times? <laughs> yeah, I think it was two or three times. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely I, I don't think that was a red red card. Uh, I think the well, what saved them was Kanate being the last man. If, uh, mm -hmm. if it was just Kelleher, he's definitely going off. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the Cardiff player was definitely milking that. Because as soon as there was no red card, like he was no longer on the ground, he was up and and jogging around and everything. So he was definitely trying to get Kelleher sent off. But um, yeah, that was a little unusual for not to see him come out like that, but to see him completely miss the ball and just catch all of the player. Because when Kelleher plays in goal, I norm same with Allison. I forget that they're even there. Mm. But uh, you can tell as the game went on that um that miss and that foul really affected him a little bit uh, mm. with his kicking and stuff like that. You could tell he was a little rattled, but as Dave said, I'm sure he'll learn from it in uh, time when he comes out. But uh, if he was, was to have gotten sent off, um, couldn't really complain because he did catch the player, but uh, it, that's another thing that went in our favor in the 50 fifties today. Yeah, I think this one was closer to a red card, especially to the Canate. Oh, no, he wouldn't have got a red card. A, a foul or the rightful uh, punishment or whatever the hell the right term is. Um, then the Canate penalty, I think. I don't think it's like it's a denying of a goal scoring opportunity because Canate is there, but he does kind of go through his calf. It's not it's not a clean contact or anything like it, kind of brushes him, but it is calf height. And he is rushing out and could could argue he's out of control. If he got a red card, I don't I don't think anyone here would be complaining really. But we've kind of said that with the the penalty as well. It's a lucky boy, I think. But it, I, I no doubts about Kelleher I, since his kind of growth from where where everyone thought. Well, he looks about twelve. Um, it, he's come on leaps and bounds these last eighteen months or so. He looks really good. So 
what what you said there, it's really nice to have two keepers you can kind of just forget about and trust because since Rain, I forgot how to save things. <laughs> it's been a it's been a troubled position for us. My my one gripe with the VAR uh, review on that one is that they weren't even looking at you know at a stop uh, blocking of a, a potential goal opportunity. They were looking for uh, uh, what is it called the dangerous, dangerous play. play. Yeah. yeah, dangerous play. And I'm like, yeah, his studs were up a little bit. But if it was like knee or like like a thigh high, I could understand that. But he's just going in for a slide tackle. It's it wasn't malicious. It's not like he was aiming for his like knees or ankle ligaments or something like that. It just happened to be the way. Like when you do a slide tackle, your studs tend to be up depending on the angle of your that you're sliding in. So he was like side on, wasn't he? So I think if he was coming at it straight with his foot up, I think. It'd be a certain red card, but he's like side on, almost pulling out of the foul, isn't he? So it's kind of right, not, right. not got away with it, but I think that body shape's kind of helped him there. But uh, mm-hmm. on on our, on our commentary, um, he said because uh, the commentator gets the uh, the VAR, he said they they kind of ruled out um, they call it dogs or so denying of a goal scoring opportunity. Um, they said that pretty much straight away, so they were looking at the um, the foul itself. So they kind of denied the uh, last man stuff pretty pretty much straight away. So yeah, they they did at least check that. Uh, Dave, did you want to say something? There? I was just going to say if this was in the Premiership, the, both of those decisions, like the Canate one and this uh, potential sending off, if that was in the Premiership and that was Harry Kane, do we think it would have still gone the same way? Ooh. Depends who the ref is. I thought the ref was quite good today. I'm not. I can't remember what his name was. Um, I think Chris. If it was like Kevin Friend or someone, I think mm. Chris said earlier. Certainly, your Parson seems to screw up every big opportunity. Um, who's the it, worst it, ref? Uh oh God! What's that one guy that could barely keep up with the play? I can't oh, remember. Uh, uh, he used to be Milner's like gym teacher or something. I can't. Yeah, remember. what's his name? He did the. Uh, John Moss, Moss, there you go. Well, Thank yeah. you, Will. <laughs> Gee, yes, he's the worst. It's definitely him. Oh, Lee I Mason. think Lee, Lee Mason's gone, hasn't he? I think Lee Mason's on VAR now. John Moss and then Lee Mason on VAR. That's the worst you get. If, if, if them two were there, we would have had eight red cards today. Yeah. If it's Harry Kane today getting uh, that foul on Kelleher or the foul in the box, the dive in the box against Kanate, two definite red card and a penalty. I, I could I could just see it, just because yep. he's the the golden boy. Yeah, I mean, slight uh, leading question, Your Honor, but I genuinely feel in those situations, if it was him, uh, it, it would have gone the other way for us. That's true, but Ken doesn't run anymore, so he probably wouldn't have been there. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Kelleher, don't do that again, son. But. At least he's got another. He's got a final and another round to the FA Cup to look forward to because he is seemingly getting all the cup games. So good for him. Um, Do do do. My next note in the second half is stop shooting Jones for fuck's sake. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mine is uh, Jones shot fucking terrible shot all the time in the world and blasts it right over. (laughs) So similar to yours, guy. Was that that was the one where we pissed about with a corner, wasn't it? And it yeah. got to him, and I was like, don't shoot. Don't shoot. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, yeah, it wasn't a pretty day for him. Uh, Norwich game is after three. Oh, lovely. So he gets two games on the bounce. Uh, on the bounce. Um, and then the note after that is our goal, Christopher. Um, why is Jota so good at heading the ball? I have yet to figure that out. He's as tall as me. We're about like five nine. Him and I, I don't understand our our forwards. Like him and Sadio are about the same height as me, five nine, five ten. But yet they seem to score so many headed goals. Um, what I like about his goal today is that he didn't. It wasn't like a power header. He just like the ball. Like he just flicked it on and changed mm. his direction. So like it, it was just like a little flick, and then it just. Straight into the corner of the net. I mean, what else can you say about Diogo? Like, like this is what we expect him to do. So, 
Like I wasn't shocked at all that he he got a goal uh, at some point in this game. Uh, he always tends to open the scoring for us quite a bit. It's either him or 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 Mo when he plays. But um, I mean, I I think it's because if you look at the goal back, he's like in between two like six foot five center backs, and the ball just finds him. So I think it's a mixture of his movement and Trent's uh, pinpoint delivery and finesse on that ball. Like you can't without Trent passing that ball. Like there, there. I think there's no goal. So I think it's as much as on Trent as it is on Diogo with his movement to get his head onto that ball. Dave, it was nice of Trent to finally do something. <laughs> I don't know what it was just leading up to that. He was sort of, you know, having a go at the linesman because the Cardiff players were too close. And yet the angle of it, I was thinking, I'm pretty sure you're going to clear them anyway. It, it just felt like something was going to happen. And I agree with Chris there. It's like, if if there's one thing championship centre-backs can do is head the fucking ball. <laughs> you know, you usually get big bruising centre-backs. And when it goes in, I'm thinking, well, you know, you're looking for Canate or Virgil uh, to get on the end of that. But Jota pops up there yet again. And he does remind me, I know, Guy, you always remind me how old I am here, but um, yes. he does remind me of Robbie Fowler. Just in that, he's, I, I don't know how tall exactly the players are, but, you know, similar height, I think. And he used to get his fair share of headers as well. And it is that clever movement, you know, moving from one centre-back to the other, finding that space in between. And then when you have got that space, actually, you know, being clinical with it. So I thought it was, it was a brilliant header in real time. You couldn't really see, or I couldn't see what, kind of happen really but again when you see the replay he's right in the middle of the center backs there you can see the ball all the way and finds the corner brilliantly so it was so much harder to score that one than it was the the chance he had in the first half but no, i was absolutely delighted to get the breakthrough there because it kind of you know the longer it went on you could see cardiff were um gaining that confidence from spoiling the party yeah, they absolutely did, and Dave, I'll stick with you. After the goal, it's almost like it's a couple minutes after, but almost as a reward, we probably get the loveliest double sub I've ever seen in football. And we talked about Naby and Jones, but bringing on Elliot and Diaz for them too, it was just a lovely moment, because Elliot, I don't know who the biggest um, applause was for, but Elliot coming back probably earlier than most people thought. I mean, I think it's penciled in for about March originally. And and Diaz coming on our, our big new sign. It's just a lovely double sub. We never get them. Usually it's like Matip at the 89th minute with, with some youngster. <laughs> you, I, I, you're right. I can't think of a better double substitution, you know, t- for two very, very different reasons. You know, Elliot got bags of talent and he looked so good didn't he in those first few games and then gets that horrendous injury and I don't know if you follow him on Instagram at all I do you know it's been great to see he's been regularly posting on how his recovery's been going and everything but I didn't I didn't actually think he'd get on in this game but it just felt like after that goal the whole atmosphere, even in the ground, just just kind of lifted, um, and it was just great to see them both. And I liked, you know, the the fact that they do bring them on, not not both together. You know, Elliot got to come on first, and then you got Diaz coming on for Jones. Um, so they they both got their kind of individual applause as well. But no, it's a great great moment. I th- I felt it really was. Chris, do you want to ben- uh, bring this up? Yeah. So. Before I talk about Diaz, uh, about Elliot, I mean, he is such a talented kid. I hope that Klopp keeps him in the midfield because this may sound harsh on Naby, but I feel like Elliot can transform into what we expect Naby to be when we initially signed him. Um, that's if he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have like recurring injuries and stuff like that. He's just so talented. And just to see him, he's like five foot seven. And just to see him take on defenders and players so much bigger than him, and it doesn't bother him. And to have the confidence to just, you know, cross the ball, overlap, like he doesn't play within himself. He plays like he actually 
belongs in this team and he believes that he belongs in this team. And especially for someone that's, what is he, 18, 19 years old? Mm-hmm. For someone to have that confidence, you could see some, you know, players in their mid 20s that don't even have that type of confidence uh, when they uh, step out on the pitch. But just to see him be able to do that, you know, and keep up uh, with the pace of play of this team, I think he can be really great for us, especially for the rest of the season. And I don't know about you guys, but when I saw them both like line up to come on and they were making the substitutions, there was this little thing in the back of my head that just gave me hope for the rest of this season, especially um, in the league campaign to potentially catch uh, Man City. I just got this sense of hope. Like, like if the game isn't going well, we haven't scored yet. It's like, damn, we could bring on Luis Diaz. We could bring on Harvey Elliott. And to talk about Diaz real quick, like, I don't want to get too ahead if you want to talk about the goal, but I just wanted no, to I'll say bring up anything. We'll bring it up anyway. But yeah, he, he was exciting. Like, it, his work rate is absolutely incredible. When I saw him close down that ball, like towards the edge of the area, I thought the ball was going out of play. He decides to turn into a Bobby Regen, keep that ball in play, and then just put it in the middle of the box for Taki to finish off that goal, that's exactly what we need on that left side. Because if you have Mane on the left side, let's say we're playing against Man City in April. Mane is just harrying whoever plays on the left side. I think he always plays against Kyle Walker. You take Mane off, and then you bring on Luis Diaz, that's going to do something like that. Like, Luis Diaz is the type of player that we need that'll cause so much havoc. Because he's just relentless. And I, I'm so glad that he got his debut today. Um, I saw on Twitter that they were giving the assist to Diogo, but that's Diaz's assist all day for me. So that's I'm just... Stealing. I'm just that's stealing. That's disgraceful. <laughs> I know. That, to me, Diaz is exactly what this, this front line needed. It's going to give uh, Sadio and Mo a kick up the ass, I think. And... Uh, push him ahead i wouldn't be surprised to see sadio come back and score 34 goals to break salah's uh goal scoring record <laughs> ah the has got to break his record first yeah <laughs> next, next season uh um dave we might as well move on to the goal because the only other thing to talk about between the goal uh, between the subs and the goal is basically Firmino is now a midfielder uh but we can bring that up at any time but yeah the, the second goal i think cardiff kind of shoot themselves not even just in the foot, just like the face, the body, sit on a grenade. It's basically everything. But Diaz, it's lovely feet by Diaz. And maybe it's not... When we see in all the goals and stuff from all the YouTube we've watched of him now, just the quick feet and stuff like that, you're just like, ooh. First impression's important in this in in football, and that's a lovely one. The quick feet. Yeah. And, and it is an assist, so Liverpool can do one. <laughs> it, absolutely. I, and I think... Uh... When we had that double substitution, I felt like Elliot made an instant impact. And then it took a little bit longer for Diaz. I'm talking like minutes, by the way, you know, not mm-hmm. like uh, like really long. But when he robs NG, and uh, yeah, apparently he was born in Liverpool, I think they said in the in the commentary. He, uh, I, at first I thought, that's Bobby. <laughs> you know, we've seen Bobby do that kind of thing and... and press the shit out of players. I do think it was a bit silly. Um, I mean, he should have really just played that safe. Um, but what great pressing. And in such a tight position, the way he moves the ball from his right foot to his left foot to get it across to Jota, just a bit quick uh, back to him so Jota couldn't react to it quick enough. It does take a little nick. I guess that's why they're giving him the assist. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was brilliant, and that really—I was salivating anyway, just about the whole sign-in, and you know, you've seen all the highlights of all the great goals, great assists. We've had the pods on Anfield Index, haven't we? You know, looking at some of his stats and how it kind of lines up to to Mo's before he came here, and I just thought we have got a player here, <laughs> and I—I I thought it was brilliant, but. 
he puts it into the danger area. I do have to say, that was the quickest I saw Tacky move all day. I thought he had been coming into the game, you know, in the second half. He had some nice little moments. I think it was actually him getting fouled uh, that led to the first goal. So I, th- I thought he had been was, playing yeah. a lot better in the in the second half, but he didn't half move. <laughs> and it was one of those. You, you Settle saw- the demons of Arsenal, that one. Oh, oh! Don't remind me. Um, we got through it. It right. ended. It ended well, <laughs> didn't it? But Christ, what a miss that was! But yeah, just the way he drove forward, I, I thought this is a goal, and sure enough, he buries it. So again, delighted. He does love our domestic cups, doesn't he? He does love scoring them. So yeah, great goal. Apparently, it's pronounced Ernji in the uh, in one syllable. I, I'm from the north. I can't speak English. <laughs> I'm not pronouncing a tie name. <laughs> Sorry. Ernji. Uh, I'll go with that. Um, right. Uh, where were we? Subs. Um, next subs, Chris. We come up to Milner and Robertson on for Minamino and Simicas. Yeah, it's just getting the rust out of people's legs in the squad, I think, at this stage. Yeah, I think so. It's just to get uh, them some game time. Um, the Milner sub is predictable. Uh, he's just there to... I, I just say to the game manage, you know, he's the grizzly veteran, you know, just see this out, boys. Um, it. Am I wrong in saying that as soon as he came on is when Cardiff scored the goal, or was that when Tiago came on? I, I can't really remember. Uh, it was after the Tiago sub, that one. After the Tiago sub, but yeah, yeah. we yeah, scored I, the third before before Tiago came on. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Afterwards. Yeah, I, I was mixing up my subs, but it yeah, <laughs> it, it's still really <laughs> yeah. early in in the morning for you, Chris. So that's yeah, fair. <laughs> let you off for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, for those two subs, it well, the three in general is just you know just to knock the rust off and. Get them prepared for Thursday. That's 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 the only reason I see them doing that, and not really saving Samikas's legs because you know he's not going to play against we're Leicester. We're not seeing him again till unless unless he plays against Inter, but I doubt it. No oh God, unless we win five 0 in the first leg, maybe. Right? Uh, yeah, but uh, no, we'll see him at Norwich. That's fine. Um. Yeah, no, Dave, pretty much nothing. I mean, there's, I think there's a Hendo, I think he's shot, but we'll call it a cross for his sake, but I definitely think that was a shot. Um, <laughs> but that's pretty much it till, till the Harvey goal. I, I, can't, I can't even remember the build-up, but if you remind me, fair enough. But lovely first touch. The Cardiff player's kind of given up on life after he slipped, but it's just an <laughs> absolute smashing finish. It, it was amazing. I, I think it was Robertson. The ball came across from the left. It, yes, it was. Yeah, he just he just kills it, and then as soon as he shapes his body, you know, just absolutely buries it. And I've got to say, I was so choked up. Just like I say, it was, I was so happy with, just to see him get on the pitch this season after what had happened to him. And he had made an impact on the game. He looked back to his old self. He didn't look like a player who'd been out for ages. He looked sharp. And uh, the way he finished it was sharp. And so it, it was just great. And it just meant so much. That that was my favourite goal of the day. I was just so happy at that. And just a, a quick point on the substitutions as well. This is, at, at this stage of Milner's career, this is where I like to see him coming on. <laughs> You know, not not starting in midfield. Well, with that's true. We'll talk. I was going to bring him up as well. It's kind of in the Cardiff goal. <laughs> we'll talk I about him in a sec. Yeah, he does lose out there, doesn't he? But yeah. no, when he comes on, I I think yeah, this is this is great. He's still got. He's still a good footballer, but he's just looked a bit off the pace this the last couple of months for me. And Robertson definitely, yeah, it's just to give him a few more minutes in his in his legs after we've been off for a bit. So, um, yeah, I, I, I like I say, just so happy at that goal. About that goal, the if you, I just rewatched it because it's so awesome. The ball doesn't even touch the ground when it comes to Harvey. He just flicks it up in the air, and he has the technique to do the spin and just catch it at the top of his laces to bullet it into the net. 
And the way he like celebrated that goal to me, it looked like I'm I'm coming to take take that shirt back. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him. I, I don't think he'll start against Leicester, but I wouldn't be surprised to yeah, see him yeah. getting a consistent run in the team uh, if he continues making an impact like this. But about uh, Milner, yeah, I agree with you guys. You know, about maybe 15, 10 minutes left is when I would like to see him come on. Um, the man's, what, 36 now? I don't think it's fair to have him starting games and playing 90 minutes back-to-back like he used to. Um, uh, is he leaving after this season? I can't... His contract's up. If we give him a new one, he'd obviously stay. But I think uh, I think it was might have been Neil Jones. He's the only one who's mentioned it. I think he said he's basically leaving. He's basically leaving? Yeah. 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 I mean, he... I love Milner. Uh, he's, like, you know, the consummate professional. Um but I think his his time is done. It's it's one of those things. If we did extend him, you wouldn't want to see like him. Rather him as a coach rather than a player. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to yeah. see him just completely regress and be you know worse than he already is and be mm-hmm. embarrassed on the pitch. So hopefully for his sake, he can retire and then we'll just retain him for the the academy or something like that and help him get his badges. Even if he takes a cut, say if he wants to go to Leeds and finish his career there, if he takes a year or two there, he's always welcome back as a coach. I mean, that, you, people seem to mention his impact in the dressing room before even his, his, his playing on the field. So he's obviously Pops always this week, back. didn't they? Yeah, About yeah they did. The dressing room. <laughs> mm. So he'll probably be missed in that regard rather than the player. But my only note was... On their goal, we, we need a backup for Fabinho. That's basically what I was going to mention. We need a. That's probably one for the. Obviously, one for the summer. But yeah, we need some backup for Fab because Endo's basically an attacking midfielder now. Um, who wants to feel old? Oh, everyone does. Well, I, I already do. So, <laughs> go Harvey on. Elliott just scored for us. He was born in two thousand and three. There you go. Who wants oh. that? That's how old <sighs> we are. Oh boy. Yeah, two thousand and three. Oh, I was but nearly in second school. Yeah, when we were celebrating the Champions League final in two thousand five, he's still shitting himself as a two-year-old. So <laughs> we had to ask. We had to ask him different. Remember when we just do all the new signings? Like, what's your memories of Istanbul? Yeah. <laughs> what was Harvey's? Ah, I can't remember. Uh, shit in a diaper. Like, <laughs> or something. Yeah, I was watching Art Attack. Uh, what a show. Um, God, I'm old. Not as old as Dave. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. One, th- one thing I did want to say is that the the commentators today, when Cardiff scored that goal, I think it was like the 80th minute or something like that. Um, yeah. they were they were celebrating like Cardiff just equalized. I'm like, get over yourselves, you the fucking morons. Yeah, they're if like... They get, if uh, they get another one, the game's still going. Like, the game's still going. Oh, the magic of the fucking cup. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up with the magic of the cup. They're down 3-0. They just got a consolation goal over freaking our defense switching off. Like, the bias against Liverpool, it, it's just... It's frustrating. Sometimes yeah. I have to mute the games just because. Like, it's like, shut, shut the hell up. There's no magic of the cup right now. There's 10 minutes left. They're not going to equalize. Get over it. Like, we won. We're advancing. Come on now. Absolutely. We, we, got, we got the miracles on Friday when Borough beat United, and it was funny. Oh, um, i got to bring that That was up. the only one we needed. Exactly. I needed a good laugh that day. <laughs> it was a good you know, just, just on that, I think my favorite bit of the, that match was... Uh, uh, you know, the crowd was saying attack, attack, attack when it was one all. And you get Harry Maguire, you know, Bertie fucking big bollocks steps up there and just passes it straight out of the play. <laughs> fucking uh, eight, nine million Maguire. Brilliant. Uh, it was great. For, obviously, I'm from near, nearish middles, but it was great for everyone around here. I was kind of hoping we got them in the cup, but then it could backfire, which is always <laughs> Um but we did get Norwich. Maybe we'll touch on them at the end. Uh, one other note, obviously, Cardiff goal. We've kind of touched on it. It's a nice finish from him, but Bobby... Was it Bobby who did the back pass to Milner? I think, I think it was. Yeah, it was Bobby. Yeah. 
him a bit short, didn't he? And I, I, I didn't really put any sort of blame. I didn't think Milner could do anything there, other than if he tried to launch for yeah. it. And if it's Fabinho, he pisses through him, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't getting past him. He's taking a yellow there. Tell you what, this this Colwell, I know I know he's played for uh, Wales a few times already. Mm. He took that well, I thought. He he took Absolutely. it in his stride, and this is where I I thought Canate could have done a little bit better. Um, if that's if that's Van Dyke, he's so smart. It's not just his physical attributes; it's where he places his body as well. Mm. So I think Virgil would have shown the winger down down the wing. He'd have covered off the angle. Uh, to the player, and I think Canate just got a bit caught out there. That, that's exactly what yeah. I was thinking because when Canate is uh, back backtracking, and I'm like, "Don't attack the ball! Don't attack the ball!" As soon as he makes that step forward, is when the pass comes for the player to the Cardiff player to score. So I think that's something that you know Virgil could probably help him work on. One thing about Canate again is that. I think he's the type of player that needs to be up for a fight. Like, mm-hmm. against United, oh yeah, he was going after uh, whoever the right. hell was in their right. front line right. all day long. Like, you're not going to get that type of fight. With friends and this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's the type of player that, that he stays switched on when it's, you know, he has to battle and constantly fight. But against Cardiff and, and stuff like that, you, that's not something you're going to get. Unless somehow they have Zlatan on their team, but yeah, that is, is defending. He's still they do, young. They do, and yeah, they new. do have a bit. They actually have a big lump because they got him from Borough on the last day, but he was cup tied. So maybe that's kind of what we were looking for. I say a big. Right. Lump, he's like six foot six. He's, he's massive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, Crouch I do. I brother. do agree. Pretty much, yeah, he's terrifying. Um, but yeah, I do agree with you there. I think maybe even if if I think. Didn't Gomez get COVID or something? I think he came out before the game. Oh, yeah, right. him and Ox. Yeah, Ox. Okay. Yeah, maybe, might have been. I, I miss kind of Joe Gomez. We haven't seen him at all this season, apart from a couple Matt, outings. So good, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, not even in the cup games. I'd like to see him get a. Hopefully, he's all right for Norwich. But before we get onto the Norwich game, because we've already played them in the cup and the league, at second heart attack of the game, Dave. Luis Diaz, we all thought had done his ligaments because he fell oh for him. Christ, I, I thought yeah. he was just a seven-foot centre back falling on him, which is a weird. You know, thing. again, the the commentary, you know, always oh, accidentally stood on him there. I don't know. I, I possibly got my red tinted glasses on here. It felt to me like he could have done more to not stand on him. It's not like he jumped. Up, they jumped up for the header and then he landed on his knee. He takes two steps before he steps on his knee, and he's put his whole weight on it. So I, I don't know. I felt like he could have done more, but they were trying to leave a little bit on us in every challenge. And yeah, frankly, when when you see Diaz rolling around, because he he can take a hit, you know, he, he and he just gets back, gets gets on with it. Uh, so when he's writhing around in agony, you're thinking, fuck. He's he's done for here. Um, whereas you know it, it it does look like a painful one. I think he'll he'll have a bit of swelling from that tonight. You know, hopefully uh, they'll probably do a precautionary scan. I imagine. So yeah, for a, for a few seconds there at least before we saw the the replay, you're thinking, well, is, has he just landed funny, twisted his knee or something? Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's anything to worry about. Yeah, he played on, which is the good news. Chris, uh, heart attack for you? Uh, yeah, definitely. I got PTSD. As soon as he was holding on to the knee, I immediately thought, oh, God, he, he's done his ligaments. Pickford. <laughs> Pickford. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, crap. Uh, it just remind me of Thiago and uh, uh, Virgil at Goodison last year. But thankfully, it looked like, it, it, it looked like the, the douchebag just stepped on him. Yeah. But um, shouldn't that have been reviewed for a potential foul play or something like that? Because I, I don't understand. Here's here's my gripe with teams in the lower leagues. Like I get it, you're you're up for the fight and stuff like that. But to potentially try to hurt players, like what does that actually prove? You're just proving that you're you're a shit player regardless. That you don't have the technique to keep up. So you're just gonna start hurting people. Like 
I, I don't know. I think they have to be a little more harsh on their punishments when you know players start doing this in game. Uh, it's just it's just frustrating to watch because you see it happen to our top players, and it's like, okay, well, Diaz is on the ground. Is it a ligament? Like, how? What's the severity of the injury? It's just frustrating. There was a moment on about six minutes where Collins uh, pretty much elbows Van Dyke, and in the replay, yeah, big forearm smash. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can see he looks for him, sees where he's coming, and then just gives him a, you know, like you say, it was probably more of a forearm than an elbow. But again, I, I think you're right, Chris. I, I think they could be. Uh, being a bit more harsh I, I think it would be hard to prove that second one the Diaz one like I say it looked to me like he had enough time to sort of steady himself he didn't have to stand on his knee but I think you'd be hard pushed to find a ref to say yeah he's definitely gone to stamp on him yeah 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 definitely that would make sense but you know we're biased so yeah <laughs> and the one with Samikas, that one I think it was their uh right back that was like wrestling with him on the ground when Samikas yeah. was trying to control the ball. I'm like, how do you not at least show a card for that? So they, you know, they stopped doing it. But well, the guy know. with the towel, you know, drying the ball off, he was absolutely screaming at the linesman. And I'm thinking, well, surely that's a yellow card, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he, he, he got sub straight after, didn't he? Yeah. You're off if you open your mouth. Yeah, he was already on a yellow too when he was yeah. yelling at the yeah, line. I think, I'm like, I think send him off. They yeah, that's why they didn't give him another yellow. But anywho, we escaped Cardiff. <laughs> <We've always laughs> uh, well, touch wood. There we go. Um, yeah, that that was basically the game. I mean, three one, pretty well, comfortable half of football after the tragic first half. Shall, shall we touch on Norwich for a couple of minutes? Obviously, Dave, I can't remember if you were on the Norwich pod, but we obviously played them in the League Cup. Uh, I think Farco was still in charge then. New manager, I think they've won two in a row now. We obviously don't know what their form will be playing into it, but except getting another lower league team, it's pretty much a good draw, you'd think? Yeah, it could have been a lot worse, couldn't it? Mm. I, I think uh, quite happy with that. They're probably some of the lower teams thinking, oh, Bastard, we we could have had Liverpool, but yeah, I I think oh, I mean they it's... got Chelsea and Man City. It's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, I I'm not worried. I I think we obviously have to turn up, but it feels right now really good to be a bloody Liverpool fan. You know, we've come through January. It was you remember back in December there was a lot of doom and gloom. You know about oh we're going to lose Mo and Mane and Naby to to Afcon and. You know, the squad is so thin. Suddenly, it looks like we've got these players all coming back. I thought Thiago today, when he came on, he had some of that swagger about Mm -hmm. him again. And it just feels like, you know what? We can make a real push here. I don't know if I'd be as confident as Chris to say, you know, we could go and chase down Man City. But I tell you what, we're fucking in it. And um, yeah, it, it just... It feels great, and I don't think we've got anything to worry about with Norwich. Uh, we should put them away and, uh, you know, really make a a go of it. You know, we're still fighting on four fronts, as I mentioned before, and, and yeah, why not? Yeah, and Chris, we've obviously got a lot of football. I think we're basically back to two weeks, uh, two games a week, I should say. Um, Norwich in the next round, we've got the Champions League coming back. Busy period for us. So you pretty much all the squad be uh, not stretched but hopefully we see everyone get a, a decent amount of football as Dave say, as it said yeah one can hope that you know with everyone coming back uh bar any covid cases like you know we could keep the squad fit for the rest of the season um hopefully we uh finish this this season with a cup or two uh if we can get lucky maybe a league title uh we still have a game in hand and we still have to go to the empty head I mean the Eddie had to play uh right the first time to play <laughs> to play uh to play Man City. Um as we've seen throughout the season especially in the league campaign, you don't really know, you know, where your drop points are going to come from. Cuz when we played against Brentford, I'm like, okay, I think we're going to beat them soundly and then we ended up, you know, 
drawing with them. Oh, and, don't don't bring that game back up. Don't <laughs> <laughs> do that. I'm just happy I was camping that game, and I was mm. just keeping track of it on my phone. So I probably would have. That's probably worse. We could <laughs> we could see it coming. You were reading it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. But yeah, I'm I'm hopeful for the rest of the season. I mean, that's all you can be. Um, yeah. Especially you know with the added. Uh, depth of Luis Diaz, like we don't have to put mil- midfielders to play the front three because you know Taki's not available or Divakari he has a mysterious you know knee wound that's kept yeah that's <laughs> that's kept him out for two months. But um, you know I'm hopeful. I I think we'll get through the next round against Norwich. Um, they have to focus on staying in the league. I don't mm-hmm. think they're in the relegation. Uh, zone I right now. Se- yeah, they're seventeenth at the minute. They're seventeenth, so I, I don't expect them to play uh, a strong side because it's not like they're going to go and win the cup. Um, mm. Weirder things have happened, but I expect us to get to the hey, next round. Wigan won it and got relegated. Let's go Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I think uh, we'll probably see the same side again against Norwich. Yeah, minus minus Van Dyke and and. Bobby and Jota, maybe, but uh, I will have more and Mane back then. They're, they're squaddies, them. <laughs> yeah, that you know, they're not gonna play those games unless we absolutely yeah. have to. But uh, yeah, I think I think uh, we can make a good run at the FA Cup and uh, hopefully the Champions League. If we can't win the league, I definitely want the Champions League. But let's get uh, the treble, the other cup, uh, let's quadruple. Let's go for it. Yeah, and then the Club World Cup after. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and we go, what is it, Sep 2? No, Sep 2, 6. Whatever that is, I'm bad at maths. Um, <laughs> right, that's pretty much it. I think my next live post-match roll is the League Cup final. We'll have to... I'm definitely getting Dave on if he's free because he has a 100% record. He wasn't here for the Arsenal first leg. Like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so if we lose, it's Dave's fault. Um, but that is when I'm back with post-match raw. There will be other live podcasts in the week, uh, such as Scouted. Uh, Nina will be back here on Thursday, I believe. And then I the Champions League the week after, I think. But then we'll get the proper pro- the post-match raw rather than medium rare uh, back when the Champions League is back. But that is it. Discord will be busy with pods. There'll be more live shows than ever. Thank you, everyone, who's listened live here. It's been busy. Thank you for the chat as well helping me pronounce names I will never be able to pronounce. (laughs) Uh, But thank you, everyone. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.